To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Saturday Morning with Jack Tame podcast from Newstalk ZB. In our modern society, there are a couple of qualities that we are always told to value that are seemingly at odds with each other. Productivity and well-being. Lauren Parsons has spent her career working out how best to balance them. In her book, Thriving Leaders, Thriving Teams, Lauren hits on the keys to shaping a positive, energised workplace culture. And she's just earned herself the Keynote Speaker of the Year Award and Educator of the Year for 2023. Lauren Parsons is with us this morning. Kia ora, good morning, Lauren. Kia ora, Jack. Great to be here. Yeah, great to be speaking with you uh, this morning as well. I said before 10 o'clock that sometimes well-being can seem a little bit wishy-washy, but I thought that might be a good place for us to start. Why is well-being important? Oh, well, yeah, it is so critical. And we know that healthy, happy staff are more productive, more effective, more loyal, more engaged. You know, some of the research shows that if you can improve your workplace well-being environment, you can save almost $2,000 per person per year, that the return on investment on investing in well-being is for every dollar you put in, you get $5 back. So we know it's hugely important, but I think that balance, that's what I'm about, is helping leaders find that sweet spot between boosting both well-being and productivity, as you said. And and so what is well-being in the workplace? Like When you think about it in a workplace context, what, what sort of things mean that a workplace has good well-being versus bad well-being standards? Well, well-being is obviously all about people. So, you know, we need to take a people-centered approach and it's really about helping people to thrive. I'm all about seeing people thriving and flourishing. So a lot of the things that I share and teach are around helping people as human beings, you know, helping us in our lives to thrive both in and out of work, to be able to go in and do a really great day's work, be really super productive, but then be able to go home and switch off as well and enjoy you know, all that life has to give and come back refreshed the next day to do the same. If um, the... the economic benefits are as obvious as you say they are why Mm -hmm. don't more workplaces try and strike a better balance i think that's a really challenging question and the the short answer is i don't know exactly to me it seems so evident Uh, and i think the thing is that sometimes people feel like oh it's going to take a lot of time or this is one huge extra area i think a lot of leaders don't always know exactly where to start so one thing that I've done in this book, Thriving Leaders, Thriving Teams, is tried to give leaders a real blueprint for how to do that in the six keys. And the first one is to lead self. You know, it's how you show up individually and the things that you do, even for your own well-being, that influence the way you show up and you cast a big shadow for everyone around you. Then it's things like building trust in your team, psychological safety, so people feel safe and comfortable and they can just dig into their role it's things like helping to prevent uh, undue workplace stress Mm. but also helping your staff to play their part and knowing what they can do for themselves because stress is always part of life and then it's big things like being able to appreciate people and leverage recognition to help you uh, leaders to learn how to make the recognition land with their team so that they actually take it on board when people feel appreciated that exponentially increases you know their discretionary effort it makes them feel really valued and and obviously again to stick with you for longer yeah so start with us start start off on that first point for us um because these are obviously 
pretty tricky economic times for for lots of um, Kiwi organisations and and businesses, and this is an especially tricky time of year. So when it comes to leaders, whether they be business leaders or organisational leaders, school leaders maybe, leaders of anything, what are the kind of practical tips you give people on trying to maintain a good level of well-being? Well, I think, yeah, it comes down to leading self. So it's things like prioritizing your sleep, you know, having great sleep routines, getting out every day, getting sunlight into your eyes, taking your breaks away from your desk because Mm -hmm. you're giving others around you that non-verbal permission to do the same. It's looking after your nutrition. It's getting in movement. It's around mindset, you know, focusing on what you can control, building a resilient mindset, being mindful what you're listening to, what you're watching, what you're reading. So it's really about taking care of you. And then, as a leader, some of those leadership things is things like the way you open your meeting, you know, starting maybe with a question of the day to create some connection in your team, having regular check-ins, making your one-on-ones a non-negotiable thing that always happens. And, you know, taking a human-centered approach, actually looking out for your staff, knowing the signs of mental distress mm. and knowing how to respond to that and get people help early. Yeah. How, how do you feel about um, how, how the digital revolution has changed the way we work, how we're always kind of connected, we're always on our phones, we're always, you know, we're, we're always just an email away. Yeah, it's had a huge impact, Jack. And, you know, I think we don't really understand the full impact of it in the generation that's growing up with cell phones and social media and being constantly connected, just such a norm. We know it's making us less connected human to human. We're losing some of those skills. And social connection is really key for well-being. Um, so I always recommend things like, you know, keeping your phone out of sight as much as possible, not going into the meeting room, putting the phone straight on the table, little things like that, because it sends us un unspoken message that actually you're not all that important to me because this phone is here and I might have something else more important I'm going to go yeah. do. Sometimes. And actually just for us to take time to disconnect as well, to get out and have some time out where you're not doing all anything structured is really key you know for time for reflection as well yeah so i talk to me more about that because i find the uh, unstructured time um to be personally if i can get into a state where i'm properly disconnecting and i'm off social media and all of those things it's the most like nourishing and kind of restorative time i can get like so so for example over the christmas holidays i'll really (laughs) try and get off social media for a little bit if i can um because yeah i find it i find it really restorative but that's that sort of feels like it's kind of undervalued in today's workplace culture is that is that a fair assessment yeah i think you're right there and i think it's just a case of making yourself do it and then seeing the benefits you know and try not to make it it start with a little time if you need to but try and increase that you know just go into flight mode or leave your phone behind yeah and especially as we do head into these um you know the holiday period really make the most of being present mm. you know even research has shown that even two people out for dinner if there are phones on the table and visible you know in the um, eyesight yeah then people have a more superficial conversation if phones are out of sight then people have more deep connection oh yeah so that it seems obvious eh but um yeah it's sometimes you just kind of fall into bad habits Sometimes when I when I go into meetings, I don't know about you, but I um, go into meetings and bring in my phone and make a de- like a deliberate move to turn it fa- to put it on silent and then to turn it face down on the desk. Yeah, in front of me. I would invite you to go one step yeah. further. Put it in your pocket. <laughs> put it away. Put it in your you know if you've got a bag, put it in your bag. Put it in your pocket. Tuck it out of sight. Yeah, you know, extra step you could take and see a difference. Yeah, I'm speaking with Lauren Parsons, who is the uh, 2023 Educator of the Year and Keynote Speaker of uh, of the Year. So, Lauren, how did you get into this in the first place? 
Well, I was the shy, unsporty kid at school, but somehow when I went to university, a friend dragged me to an aerobics class. And before I knew it, I found out, oh, I could do this. And so when they said, if you want to be an instructor, come and see us afterwards, I went. And I became actually the head of um, the aerobics program at Mass University. And from there, did my business degree, but then got into managing and teaching in gyms. Yeah. And became a lecturer at the New Zealand College of Fitness. So I taught anatomy, human performance, physiology, nutrition. And then I got qualified as a life coach to help people with the mindset side of things. I'm kind of just drawn together all of those things. And Jack, it's always just been about helping people thrive. Yeah. I started speaking to businesses and groups and creating programs and people seem to really respond really well. So that just kind of grew. And now I yeah, focus primarily on helping individuals, but mostly helping people in a workplace setting. You know, I love speaking to a whole team about one of my ideas, for example, is to snack on exercise, which is what my TED talk was about. Yeah. So you know, four minutes a day, if you can get up and move from your desk, what a difference that makes, not just to your physical, but also your mental well-being. Yeah. So, um, so this is what I love to do now, speak it, to groups. So talk, yeah. talk to us about that connection, because um, I, that's another thing sometimes I feel like is, is, is a little bit underrated, the connection between like physical health and overall well-being and how like little things like getting little little snippets of exercise here and there can actually make mm-hmm. a massive, massive difference, not just to your physical health, but also to other elements in your well-being. Yeah, huge. You know, your body, your brain so connected. And, you know, I always like to say that your physiology affects your psychology and vice versa. So what you're doing with your body affects how you feel. But also, if you want to shift how you feel, you can change what you're doing with your body. So as people are listening in right now, you might be rounding forward through your shoulders. You might be carrying stress and tension in your neck. If you just roll your shoulders up to your ears and then roll them down and back and just relax off through your neck, you'll actually change how you feel. If you just pull yourself up taller, if you look at the ceiling in the room that you're in, you know, count the lights in the room you're in or look at the top of the tallest tree if you're outdoors, you'll be starting to shift something in your body's biochemistry and your physiology. And you can actually literally instantly guide yourself to boost your mood by doing that. Yeah, that's amazing, eh, that, 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 um, you know, that we're able to do that. Hey, when you said the aerobics program at Massey University. Yes. Can you study aerobics there? Oh, so I was in the gym. I was actually got yeah. to be paid actually to do that. So I was yeah. teaching. I was the the head of the team there. So I looked after a team of you know twelve trainers that led all the aerobics classes. This yeah. is back in the day when we called it aerobics. Yeah. Now we're, we're much more forward thinking. We call it group exercise. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's still such a great thing, you know, to get along, especially if you love being with other people. The music, the movement is great. But now I also share this message: just snack on exercise. If you don't have time to get to the gym, yeah. why not get up from your desk and do a little desk routine, have a stretch, have a dance party, and it just revolutionises the way that you feel, which is even as important as the physical health benefits that yeah. you get. So feel free to Google the TED Talk. You know, if you Google TED Talk snack on exercise, people can hear a lot more about that. What, one of our teams in, at my work in our newsroom um, is a team of of generally Gen Zers. And mm-hmm. they're scattered nice. around the country, but uh, on Monday mornings they famously get in together and they set up a like a video chat. But they all do uh, like dance along at their desks. Beautiful, and, yeah, I love it. And, and, that. Well, it's <laughs> funny because it, not only does you, do you get the like the benefits of the physical movement, obviously, but also by all kind of you know making dicks of each other um, in front of the camera, and you know there's something kind of bonding about it as well that I always think is really, really, really quite neat, eh? Nice, really yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah, and I've had people say, "Oh, I was skeptical about that, Laura. I didn't know if it would work." You know, administrators in the office, and they started instituting. You know, one person a day would pick the song, and they yeah. put it on for a minute, and it just made such a difference to how they felt. So, so what makes what makes you stress, Lauren? 
life is always going to have stress, I think. And that's a key thing to understand and accept. Mm. But a lot of our perception of stress is, uh, you know, perception of pressure and it's the internal stress that we build. So, oh, you know, I know we have a short amount of time, but there are so many things that contribute to stress and stress. And at the same time, we know there are skills around resilience yeah. that aren't just things we get by luck. You know, you might see someone you think, oh, they're resilient. They're so lucky. We know that resilience is actually is again a skill and doing certain things, choosing what you focus on, catching yourself if you're catastrophizing, um, surrounding yourself with great people so that yeah. you actually have to manage stress. That yeah. So, so like, do you find this time of year, like you personally, with all of the skills that you've developed over the years and all the expertise you have in this area, do you do you find this time of year really stressful? I often do. And just to share one personal story, Jack, we actually were flooded this year. Oh. <clears throat> so with Cyclone Gabriel, yeah. 14th of February, we were literally, water came out within an hour. My husband and I were up on the roof with the cat in the box and we were rescued on a tractor. And the week after that, Jack, was just the most challenging week of my life. I was literally just surviving on an hour's sleep a night because there was so much stress and so much uncertainty and decisions. And what it's shown me is that the five live well principles that, that actually I cover in the book, we haven't talked much about them, but they're just for anyone to use. Yeah. They actually, one, they really do work. And two, it's shown me that you need to apply them even when you really don't want to. Um, you've got to apply them hard even when you don't feel like it. So it is the little things that can have a huge impact and yeah. they really do make a difference. Yeah, it's funny that eh? um, look, when, you're, when you're thrown into a situation, even you know when you have to turn mm -hmm. something from theory into practice and, yeah. and, you're, really, and yes. you're really tested, yeah. So is everything okay at your place now? We have just moved home a couple of weeks ago. Oh. We're still kind of surrounded by builders. The builders are back here today, but very pleased to be home, as you say, in time for Christmas. Yeah. Still a lot going on, um, but yeah, so much to be thankful for. All of our pets, our stock survived. We're okay. We lost almost all our possessions, you know, so that's heartbreaking, but we're still standing and yeah. we will continue, you know, to move forward. Yeah. Well, thank you um, so much for um, for being with us this morning. Um, congratulations yeah. on your awards this year. Your book is Thriving Leaders thriving teams we'll make sure there's a link up on our uh, website as well and have a wonderful christmas i hope you can have a uh, plenty of time to disconnect and relax thank you so much jack and just invite your listeners if anyone wants to download the first chapter it's available at thrivingleaderstrivingteams.com so thank you for having me and have a wonderful christmas everyone superb well do thanks so much lauren that is lauren parsons for more from Saturday Morning with Jack Tame, listen live to News Talk ZB from 9am Saturday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.